Tomorrow and tomorrow evening, high 63. Thursday, windy and colder with intervals of clouds and sunshine, high 42. Friday, brisk and colder with clouds, sun, and flurries. I'm Gary Sutton. And I'm Joel Sears. WSBA News Time is 740. And you know what that means on a Tuesday morning. Joel Ryan Fox, the Gettysburg Director of the Financial Consulate, takes our financial pulse this morning. Mine's feeling a little weak right now, so I need a little bit of a, you know, a jumper a little bit there. But he's going to talk this morning a little bit about more. Uh, a little bit more. I'll spit this out eventually, Ryan. Uh, what true financial planning is, this is part two from last week. feel like this is the sequel coming in. What is real financial planning? Part two, this time he's upset. No, I, but here he is, Ryan Fox. It's pretty good morning, my friend. How are you? Good morning, guys. How are you both today? You never know how you're going to be introduced to this show, but you know it's going to be weird and exciting, right? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we were talking last week about financial planning and, and really what it is. And a lot of people say, yeah, yeah, I know what it is. Well, tell me about it. Uh, uh, well, uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. So take sure. us through part two today, Ryan. Gotcha. Well, what, a couple of things we talked about last week I just wanted to briefly mention. And, and really, the concept of professional financial planning means you pay for the advice that you're given. It's not a free plan that's done that's going to lead into certain product sales. So one of the things to follow up on that, someone might say, well, you know, what should I look for in a professional financial planning firm? They should be independent so that there's not a corporate umbrella directing how things should be done. And what I mean by that is independent the company has the opportunity to do planning based on what the client objectives are. And that falls into the second point that's pretty important in this process. And that client needs to understand that they are dealing either with a fiduciary or not. And if they're dealing with a fiduciary firm, that means the client's interests have to come first. Um, not all advisors operate that way. And that's not necessarily any sort of indictment against the industry. It's just something simply that in the financial planning process, people need to know that going in and expect that if they're dealing with a certain type of situation that they may or may not uh, end up with a product push at the end. Our preference is fee only, pay for the plan. If you're not happy, you don't pay for it, but you know you're getting objective advice that will not lead into any sort of, of product sale. Ryan, that makes a lot of sense. You know, one of the things I, I'd like to at least use to tickle you a little bit is something that I learned from my wife, and that's that's this idea of having designated accounts as a part of the financial plan. And by that, I mean things that uh, maybe one account, whatever it is, would cover surprises, the short-term surprises like yeah. um, un, unplanned medical expenses, repairs to the home, and that kind of thing. A reward account, so you can reward yourself with vacations or new cars or something like that. And then finally, the biggie, the retirement account. And I think all of these have a place in a financial plan. Oh, absolutely. One of the first questions we'll ask people about is not their retirement plan. It's what's your emergency fund look like? And when that discussion starts, and very quickly people recognize right away, yeah, we have money that's set aside for emergencies or we don't, that's where we start to focus because we could put together the best plan in the world, and if something catastrophic would happen, a job loss, for example, two spouses work, one would lose their job, they need to have anywhere from three to six months, some, some say a little less, some say more, tucked away, in a simple account that's easily accessible. Um, and you're right, the flip side of that is the retirement side of the equation. Once that's addressed, and as part of the plan, we address the debt management, which typically is refinancing mortgages, looking at home equity rates, car loan rates, but also credit card debt, which is the real killer to any plan. Um, then we can start to address the cash flow that may be freed up for retirement funding. Um, and it all goes in concert together. So that ideally, and you're absolutely right, Joel, that there is uh, a cash stash that could be used for fund purposes. Because remember, we can't take it with us. 
And anytime we do financial planning, there's the qualitative but also the quantitative approach, and we try to mesh the way the finances and life work together and make it very clear that it's okay to spend money. Um, it's just you need to know where it's going. Well, I think we all know people that have rated their retirement accounts, and sometimes that's a one-way street, and it's really not a very good street to go down. It is really not, and unfortunately, we see that uh, fairly frequently. In fact, um, I was talking to someone the other week who's not a client, and I asked them what the reason was they had a loan against their 401K, and the response was, I didn't know that I did. And I thought, we've got some bigger issues here to start to address. Um, but until they have that taken care of, really, you know, that, that's a major potential mine in this minefield of financial planning that we look at. You know, 30 seconds left here, Ryan. But it seems to me that one of the things that happens so many times, you talk like a loan against something. When people walk in, what's the most common question they have? You know, there are probably people out there who are real neophytes who are kind of worried about losing face when they walk in and they meet with a financial planner. How do you kind of talk them down off the ledge a bit? Yeah, the number one question is, do I have enough money to retire? And then the number two question is, how do I know I can trust you? Uh, the first question you can address with all kinds of numbers and discussions as part of the planning process. The trust factor is a little different. Um, the way we operate fee-only salaried employees, that is the first thing that I tell people uh, when they meet with either uh, just me or one of my team members that's here sometimes. That really seems to alleviate a lot of the concern because they know right away that we are fiduciaries and sit on the same side of the table. Then we can start to provide advice that's listened to. That tends to be pretty rewarding to people. Those are the best answers, but I think there's another answer, too. I don't cheat at golf. If you can say that, you know that you can trust them, right? I mean, that's the big one out there. You and I played golf. You never cheat at it. That tells me a lot about a person, so there you go. Ryan, where can people find you, and where can they call you? Sure. RyanFox.info is our branded website for the office here in Gettysburg. 334-1861 reaches us. Just ask for me if I wouldn't pick up the phone, and I'd be happy to talk to anyone about any questions they might have. Yeah, and he won't be playing golf. He's always working. i got to yank him to get him out in the golf course sometimes. So there you go. And even then, you're still talking about this stuff. So that's good. I'm, I'm, I've learned a lot from you just being around you like that. Ryan Fox with us here on York's Morning News. He plays golf. He never cheats. Remember that. Number one. Ryan, thanks so much. We look forward to next week.